Good morning and welcome to another edition of Today's Nutrition, where we look at what's new in research, what's hot in the news, or any topic that can affect our health, vitality, and longevity. Well, it's been a little while since we've talked about fitness, so I thought maybe it's about time, just in case you need a little nudge to get out there and move. Exercise is an absolute essential for health, vitality, and longevity. It improves our health in so many ways. There is, you know, for those of us with a history of insulin resistance, it is only second to diet. You know, I've been a regular exerciser since I was 20. Uh, took up running when I was 52, so may not ever be too late for anybody to start exercising. But for me, I found out early because of my history of PCOS and insulin resistance that it was essential for me if I wanted to be healthy. You know, it's one of those keys to me having avoided a hysterectomy at age 22. Yeah, I am passionate about exercise. The old adage, a little ill health in youth makes for a long life. Well, hopefully that's true for me. You know, I stopped taking health for granted and knew it was something we need to build every day. I can think of no better hobby, you know, how to be as healthy as you can be for as long as you can be. I think that's that's worth it. So today I'm going to cover why we exercise, how much ex- how exercise is so good for the brain, you know. Hint, you hear me talk a lot about BDNF. We're going to talk more about that. How exercise is good for the heart. We got to know that. American Heart Association is care carried that pretty good. And then how exercise is good for stress and immunity. Who doesn't need that these days? How to exercise safely. And of course, a little bit on exercise and weight loss. Everybody wants to know that. But first, I'm going to cover why we exercise. You hear recommendations everywhere. You you should exercise. But gosh, what does exercise do for me? I think, you know, it helps when you know the why behind it. So you really know what you're doing is worth every bit of effort that you're putting forth, okay? So first of all, it's going to reduce body fat, and that's one of the biggest contributors to the current common diseases of lifestyle. You know, it's the amount of body fat we have. Fat is inflammatory, and it's actually considered an organ. Can you believe that? It's because it creates inflammatory compounds. Yeah, every... Every ounce of fat you have is a hormone organ. It makes compounds and hormones. So post-COVID, the research is overwhelming that the reason we did poorer than other countries by far is because we're so metabolically unfit. So exercise comes in here big time. Second thing, it improves insulin sensitivity. Wow. You know, I'm so glad I figured this out for myself before the research got there because it is fundamental at protecting us and our health. Insulin resistance is implicated in every disease of lifestyle, diabetes, obesity, dementia, gallbladder, cancer, heart disease, infertility, sexual dysfunction. Exercise helps prevent all of that. Okay, third thing, improves your chance of longevity. Gotta love that. According to Gabriella, Dr. Gabriella Leone from Washington University, triple board certified geriatric physician, 
And in case you want to know, geriatric is for anybody over 65. So technically, I'm geriatric. I don't think so. Anyway, she says that exercise and muscle mass is the key factor at improving our health span. How long we live healthfully. I love that term, health span. It's what it's all about. You know, I recently just a lot lost a lot of my senior relatives, some having battled ill health for a long time, and some who just live long and well until their life was done. We want healthy longevity. My goal, you hear me say it, it's to live to 100, know I'm there, and glad I'm there. And that won't happen by accident. Exercise has to be part of my non-negotiable routine. No excuses allowed. Fourth thing it does, increases oxygen in the cell. And oxygen is life. It keeps us alive and vital. Fifth thing, strengthens muscles, of course. And just like fat is metabolically active, muscles are metabolically active. They take up that glucose from your meal. They regulate hormones. They protect us from injury if we fall. You know, that's big. One big factor that really protects us in accidents or injuries is our muscle mass. If someone is fit and in an accident, they are much more likely to survive. And if you happen to be hospitalized and you have to be in bed, you lose muscle so quickly that you really, you've got to have a lot going in. So the more fit you are, the more muscle you have, the better you're going to fare. And just, you know, muscles do a lot of things, but that's one. Next thing it does, it manages pain. Maybe the last thing you want to do, but it does help the body produce compounds that help with pain. Seventh thing, and this, if it did nothing more than this, it's huge. It improves immunity. Post-COVID, and I like to think that we are post-COVID, we really do need to heed the knowledge that we've gained here. All the comorbidities of lifestyle really put us at greater risk for a bad outcome. Globally, nationwide, it did. I remember when I first became a dietitian. This, this is an interesting story, I think. And I worked for a local healthcare company, and they were so happy to have a dietitian on board. Finally, they wanted me to work with a client of theirs that was obese, and not just a little. If I recall right, she was about 500 pounds. Now, mind you, amazingly, she had normal blood pressure, normal cholesterol, more normal blood sugar. How can that be? You know, boy. And she ate junk. Candy bar wrappers were tucked in her hospital bed. You know, she couldn't walk without help. So sad. You know, she did not want to change a thing. You know, show me the door. (laughs) She didn't, you know, couldn't care less what I had to say. Biochemically, at least on all the tests, she was normal. But she got an infection. Even the infectious disease specialist couldn't help her. She was overcome with it and died. Healthy otherwise. You know, NASA has done a lot of tests on fitness and and trying to keep astronauts healthy because they want to assure that when they invest millions in training of the astronauts, that they won't get sick and unable to do their jobs when they're out in space. So more fit astronauts 
have a lower threshold of what we call viral load than the unfit specialists that just go up with them and do their specialized job. This means the more fit ones are not as likely to get sick immediately and they have fewer reactivation of viruses when they return, like Epstein-Barr and herpes and all that. So this is big. And not only that, but they're also less likely to transmit viruses to others. So some pretty interesting data on fitness and immunity. So they don't get as sick and they don't transmit it. So you want to be around fit people, right? You know, so they don't give you stuff. Next thing it does, of course, strengthens the heart. American Heart Association has covered this beautifully. 150 minutes a week of moderate exercise. You know, that's that's where, you know, if you're doing the sing-talk test, you can carry on a conversation, maybe a little breathy, might be able to sing a little song, but 20 to 30 minutes a day, that's all that is. can be anything. Also, and this is big, fights depression. I could do, and I think I have done a whole show on this, but yeah, it's wonderful for keeping your mood elevated. But another thing that is so important, number 10, improves memory and mental processing speed. Okay, so you, you know, you can recall things, you can figure things out better, uh, faster. It's, you know, they put mice in these little mazes, water mazes, which, you know, a little bit more incentive to be able to find your way out of the maze is you don't drown. So mental processing speed, much faster. So what exercise also does, it's that BDNF, brain-derived neurotrophic factor. It's a mouthful, thank goodness we call it BDNF. That is a little compound that promotes the survival and growth of neurons. You know, as we get older, neurons die off and they aren't replaced as fast. But thank goodness they are replaced. You know, and if they die off and they're not replaced, those signals that, you know, you're trying to remember something, those signals get interrupted and cognitive function can decline. Having more BDNF strengthens those neurons so the signaling continues to buzz right along, keeping your mood upbeat and positive, keeping your memory and learning intact. Best way to build BDNF is exercise. It's considered miracle grow fertilizer for the brain, and it's measurable. In one study, 160 sedentary older people with mild cognitive impairment were assigned to four different options over six months. So they could either do aerobic exercise you know, for about 45 minutes a session, or they could do the heart healthy dash or mind diet, which has got lots of, you know, good plants and lots of vegetables, fruit and, and good protein. Or the third thing, they combined the aerobic and the diet. Or the fourth thing, they just gave them education, you know, told them what to do. <laughs> that works. During the six month study, those who followed the dash diet alone did not improve. You know, so diet alone did nothing. However, those who exercised showed improvement in thinking, memory, and executive function. That's what helps you with planning and problem solving and multitasking. And those who combined exercise and the diet, they improved even more. But those that just got the health education, you know, what dietitians do, they just tell you, they worsened. Learning alone does nothing. You got to do the diet and the exercise. Other measurable things, it actually thickens 
the cerebral cortex and improves the integrity of the white matter, nerve fibers that connect the brain's rich gray matter. So promoting neuroplasticity, so many good things. So it appears that any exercise that increases the heart rate is also good for brain health. You know, lots of Alzheimer's studies. Um, I can go on and on about that. But another thing it does, improves coordination. It improves bone density. When you increase circulation to the muscle, it basically pulls those nutrients into the bone and the pressure it puts on the bone, it helps the bone get stimulated to build more tissue. And that's really important. Did you know that 50% of women over 65 who fall will never walk again? Ah, exercise. Okay. Bone density, really important. Improves complexion. Okay, gotta love the rosy glow. Aids detoxification, aids digestion, fights stress. You know, all those compounds are made when we exercise. Dopamine, endorphins, endocannabinoids like CBD, serotonin, the runner's high, it's a thing. Lowers blood pressure, lowers your cancer risk for colon, breast, and uterine cancer. Improves energy, actually builds more mitochondria. You know, the energy factory. <clears throat> improves your self-esteem. Golly, improves sleep. Lowers triglycerides. Lowers risk of diabetes. Great for weight loss. So there you have over 30 reasons your body loves exercise and why it needs to be part of your routine if you want health, vitality, and longevity. Start by moving. Maybe dance a few songs. Walk around the block. Do some leg lifts. Just do it, as Nike says. Don't think about it, or you'll think, I'm tired, I don't have enough time, I don't have the right clothes, someone's going to see me. Forget all those, just move. 30 minutes a day, only 2% of your day. Oh, there went my best excuse. Go on. Thanks for listening to another edition of Today's Nutrition. I hope you learned something that will help you or someone you love. As always, you can listen again to other shows on my website, debford.com, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Have a great day, and remember, 30 minutes is only 2% of your day.